rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, man, it's another great day. Yeah, so we're here. Okay, I got that. Yeah. Alderman. Right. Yeah, we got all the aldermen here. Yeah. You know what? I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure. Um, well, you know, we're the second largest city's first daily news podcast, baby. I, I really don't know. What? Uh, right. Okay. Well, hey, look, baby, it's Friday. We're here. You're here. How's things at City Hall? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Look, um, got the event that's going on. Uh, you will need two passes for up front of the house and then backstage. Uh, the second largest city's these podcasts and we're not really going to wait in line and all that so that's it. <laughs> I know well hey look we got a great show for you today and uh, will you be watching huh? what that's crazy ah uh, bridge bash how uh, we did it well look I'm going to say that again Hey, we can do that. Say less. All right, look. Here's what I got to tell you, and I'm gonna get off this phone. Um. Okay. The Monica will probably be there like. Right. Well, here's what I'm gonna say. What I'm gonna tell you is to stay tuned. I know. I know. It's. Super boring at City Hall. I get it. I get it. Trust me. But um, all you gotta do is push play on the second largest city first daily news podcast, and then you get all the entertainment. Open your door. Let the let it waft. Word of the day. Waft. Let it waft down the hall. Uh, yeah, we go live at eight. Go live at eight. Okay. Hey, that's what I want to hear from you. Okay, well, look, I got to go. So I want you to have a blessed, wonderful, positive Friday. Okay? <laughs> no, you the man. <laughs> you the man. Right, that's all you. That's all you. Right, hey, it's your world. I'm just living in it. Okay. All right. Hey, look, look. Take care of yourself and each other. Let's begin with a drum set.
Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring.
Got you, man. Gotta bounce back. Shout out to my homie Keys, Xavier Keys, on the vocals on this. Okay. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Gotta get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm gonna do. I've been focused, I'm not hungry. Yo, I'm starving, dude. Grind mode with my team, we making these power moves. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Gotta get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm gonna do. I've been focused, I'm not hungry. You're gonna starve and do it. In grind mode with my team, we making these power moves. Cause I ain't got no time to be wasting with all this music I'm making. Man, I'm tired of being impatient, so I keep making these moves here with my crew. Vow to myself to always stay true, so I don't care what nobody else do. I know why. Like an erection, bumps in the road, but nah, I ain't stressing. I don't work out, but homie, I'm flexing. Every time I get on the beat and I bless it. Rise and shine, and I never let another come and stop my grind, cause I grind all night at the gig, no lie. Then it's back in the booth for some overtime. Come on. Nope. Mm-mm. Shout out to Miss Almaramos. Shout out to Miss B. Uh-huh. I said, uh, hey, hey. Hey, my mom told me to get them, so I don't care what y'all say. I just keep grinding. Yeah, I stay working, cause it's, you know I'm, I said, uh, that's right. In the lab with a pen and a pad, I, I, let's ride. Make it look so easy, don't it make y'all mad? One thing I know, one thing is certain. I can't stop, won't stop, cause me and my team stay working. One thing I know, one thing is certain. Can't stop, won't stop. On the grind, getting mine, I'm working. No sleep, spit heat, killing these tracks, and I'm not gonna stop till I'm up on top where I'm supposed to be. Everywhere I go, I scream as P. We more than a crew, we a family. Working, trying to get a couple Grammys, G, have them sitting on top of the mantelpiece. Thank God. Go hard, they just mad cause I'm on my job But where I'm from is the ground to starve I'm starving, I just can't do it Not having it, unthinkable So I turn in the stretch, I'm strong And now I can reach the unreachable Let's go Hey Tryna Yo, they I said I can't sit still I just laugh at y'all haters Cause I Yeah Hey 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 Hey, mom's told me so why don't let's go I just keep yeah I stay cuz it's you know I'm I said I that's right uh in the lab with a pen and a pad I I let's ride make it look so easy gonna make you mad one thing I know one thing is certain I can't stop won't stop Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the ground, get in mind, I'm working Don't ever let anybody tell you That you can't get what you want Whatever you dreaming for, you get out there and you get it You make it happen Never mind the haters Real still Cause I All day Always Get them Yes sir I'm grinding, stay working, hey, I said I, that's right, 
In the lab with a pen and a pad I Let's ride Make it look so easy, don't it make you mad? One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the grind, get in mind, I'm working Gotta Yes, sir. So, if I can shop this. Recording now. And playing on three. One, two, and three. I wasn't going to do this one. But I decided I, I, I need to. New music. These are the confessions of a band geek. Time to get personal. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. Uh, these are the confessions of a band geek Reminiscing, thinking how I got to where I'm at Throwback before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week These are the confessions of a band geek Fifth grade, I remember it like yesterday I saw the band and decided I wanted to play I tried the trombone and the sax, but that wasn't fun I always had rhythm, so I wanted to play the drums But ain't nothing happening, I guess it was too late I decided I ain't want to play them anyway Then the director told... You can lie Then the director told me give the coronet a try Handed it to me and told me to try to make a sound Watching the hands to make sure I had the form down Couple people staring so I'm not trying to look stupid now Played it so loud I had everyone looking around From that moment I decided it was all Fifth and sixth grade passed I was still going strong Seventh grade my folks was glad I was serious about something Moms took me up to Sadler's and bought me my own trumpet <laughs> For real Before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week Um, 8th grade at Waldo, everything switched That's when I met Mr. Conrad and Mr. Tripp New beginnings, never seen nothing like this Private school to public school, I had to get a grip Met a gang of homies that I loved like my brothers Straight clowning up in class, couldn't tell us nothing Walked to school every day with Louis Sotero Was taken way too soon, we'll see you again though Freshman year at East High, man it flew by Still all up in my shell, I was super shy Was cool with all the jocks cause my brother hoop My cousins Trees and Ann had me plugged with all the ladies too Sophomore year, it felt like heavy pep band Playing in the stands, drunk off 211 At the games, me and Vernon used to wild out And all my fellow band geeks know what I'm talking about Straight up <laughs> Before I even learned how to rap These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week The year was when I started skipping class My moms had found out I guarantee she kicked me Did football one year and also did track I threw the shot put in the disc but really I was whacked Playing the trumpet was the only thing I stuck with And that was only cause my moms wouldn't let me quit 
Hardly took my horn home being lazy I was good and that's what drove Mr. Kaja shot crazy Can't forget the day he told me he was disappointed Said I could have done something with the music if I wanted Walking is a parade marching That's with my vision to be And an artist really got started But everything I know now I wish I knew it then I would have realized this music is my calling So all the shorties coming up Remember no matter what Time is precious, don't waste it No stalling, go all in Throw it back before I even learn how to rap Tell my story kind of sort of like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me me And if I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week These are the confessions of a band geek Rise and shine Pour yourself a cup of coffee And tune in to Good Morning Aurora News, weather, and really cool interviews Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Technical difficulties, but nothing that happens before 8 a.m. counts. All so, we do is win, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. I yeah. knew that was going to work out. Yeah, that's right. But you did miss my diatribe about my leaf collection outrage, which we will get to at some point. 
Uh, so yeah, leaf collection is a thing, you guys. But um, but not in Aurora. It's not. You see. Right. Okay, we're we're doing this. We're launching into my leaf collection outrage. Okay, okay. So did you all know, Aurorans, that in neighboring communities, all you have to do this time of year is rake your leaves near the curb, and then the public works department just comes with either in Naperville a front end loader, which is weird, but in uh, other communities with this really cool truck that has like a vacuum attachment and it comes in just like sucks up all the leaves at your curb and it's free and you don't have to bag anything and you don't have to sticker anything and it's actually really 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 efficient to do it this way and we don't do it and i demand answers because this year my trees are finally big enough for there are so many thank you thank you my uh, yard has trees in it that are finally big enough where like there's a significant amount of leaves uh, to where it might make sense to like rake up some of them. Uh, but uh, it, like I would have to get the bags and then have to get the stickers and then it's like three bucks a sticker or something crazy like that. Let me tell you, the vacuum solution in other communities is very efficient. So uh, the vacuum leaf program in Oswego, for example, costs about $20,000 a year. There are 15,000 properties in town. Every property is paying $1.30 to get all of the leaves vacuumed up. This is a pretty, pretty good deal. It's cheaper than the stickers uh, for those of us with trees, which everyone should have trees because they're lovely and good for the environment and your property values and rant. So that's... That's leaves. Casildo, Casey Cuevas, good morning, sir. <laughs> Sandra White, good morning. Alvin Soto and Aisha Saxon. All you wonderful people. Uh, it's Friday. We collectively made it. We did. We are here. We have news for you. Um, and I have something special to tell you about at the end of the show. Uh, Gloria Gerardo, good morning to you as well. All right, so we're going to start off today with uh stope island there is news about amy morton's tell us there about is so stope island uh we complained about this last week <laughs> and i am glad to see that we have moved people to action that's clearly what happened that is the influence of this show all y'all that's not what happened at all but we're gonna pretend um so stope island social went to city council this week and announced that they will be open just as soon as they can hire people and they're targeting a date uh in early december um, so I did take a, a little peek. They said uh, to the council that they're offering um, up to more than $20 an hour for um, uh, cooks. I don't, for line cooks, I don't know what up to more than $20 an hour means. Um, so that that yeah, might, what's the what's the more than twenty? That may be right. Is that up to twenty one dollars an hour? Is that up to thirty dollars an hour? You don't know. Right. It's just up, and it's up to. So what's the bottom? Um, which gets to that much much broader conversation happening out in the economy of is it really that nobody wants to work, or is it just that nobody wants to work for like for employers who don't treat them with right. the uh, respect and uh, appropriate compensation that they deserve. So uh, I went and peeked on the website, and while they are absolutely hiring and taking resumes for every number of um, position in a restaurant, not one of them lists what any of the uh what the pay range or the benefits are for any position so i don't know and put a resume in that's sick 
See what happens. Like, and I don't want to single them out. This is not just uh, still violent social, but basically every employer right now is like do it. And I'm like, if you want, like, this is basic marketing. You're just marketing for a different audience. People like let them know what they get out of participating in employment with you. Right. right. That's it. That's a, when you're selling something, sell something. Right. That's all. Um, so still violent social. <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> You know, I, I right thought it wasn't a mess up. I got it. Right. I got it right. I got we it right. Gotta, but what the hell? Sip. Let's sip it up anyway. It is Friday. I just had a uh, frog in my throat. All right. We're sipping. Stoke Island Social, the Amy Morton owned restaurant in downtown Aurora, is looking to reopen November 19th. Uh, they came to the town with much, I want to say this is a well written article. The restaurant came to town with much fanfare because of its high profile owner, but was only was open only for a little over three months before it closed due to the coronavirus pandemic lockdown. It has been closed for 18 months. I want to say one more time that part of the alacrity when you are reading something goes to the writing. This is a well-written article. Amy Morton said keeping the restaurant closed was, quote, one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made. We needed to take the long view, close quote. She told the city council this week, Stoke Island Social is a very expensive restaurant to operate. She was very frank before the council this week about the difficulties in opening and reopening during the pandemic. She was ready to open the restaurant earlier this year. Hmm? At the same time, the Paramount Theater next door to the restaurant reopened. Then the Delta variant of COVID-19 hit. Hmm? Interesting. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I absolutely believe that that is an expensive restaurant to run. It's just uh, the ingredients and everything. Everything's very high end. You staff, when you have higher end product, they get paid more. Um, all of that. So fair enough. Really glad to see you open. Just telling you, just like any employer who's really struggling right now, hire people. Just tell people how much you're going to pay them. Way, what's up, baby? That's all. That's all I'm asking. Just if you offer benefits, put that in there. Put which which benefits you offer. Very helpful for decisions. Uh, Gloria Gerardo says, good morning to you, Aurora. I hope you have a nice day today and weekend and stay safe out today. Okay? Amen. Why, thank you. That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a demand. I love it. All right. Well, um, here, Amy, this, so the article goes on to read. These are key things to think about. I was looking for a job right now. I would be thinking about this. The restaurant has no outdoor seating and hiring has been difficult. She's been trying to hire, doing a hiring in person for three days each week at the restaurant. She said the restaurant has a new, uh, excuse me, has a local management team in place and has hired six people. But she needs at least 13 to start training to get open. Uh, she praised the talent pool in Aurora, calling it passionate and committed. Wouldn't impassioned have been a better choice? Passionated? Passionate? I mean, I'm not going to nitpick. Yeah, Who am I? Um, but she said there just aren't enough people yet. And she said she welcomes any assistance, ideas to get the word out, not only that the restaurant is hiring, but what she offers. She's paying about 30% more for cooks, up to more than $20 an hour, 100% paid preventative insurance, and 100%, excuse me, $100 transportation allowance and offers sensitivity and diversity. Ooh. According to Mayor Richard Urban, he said he is, quote, very glad see the restaurant getting ready to open again. The restaurant is in a suite inside the John Dunham Arts Center, which is leased by the city. There you go. That's, that's Good Morning Aurora doing our part to trumpet the fact that a local business hiring so that we can get the business open so that we can all have another place to have cocktails. If you or anyone you know is in need of a job, uh, we encourage you to think about Amy Martin. Um, 
Amy Morton, Soap Island Social. There you go. Now, I have not been in there. Have you been there? I haven't been in there because it's a primarily a steak place, uh, you know, so as a vegetarian. It's not my jam, though I do. I did hear that the cocktails are great. I just didn't get the opportunity. Find an Lisa, good morning. Happy belated Veterans Day. Oh, thank you. And you ah, too, my sister. That. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think you was in the chat yesterday when we did Alley, but thank you very much. All right. Why do you guys think people don't want to work? Why do we, ooh, that's a good question. I, do, I don't think that people don't want to work. I don't think that people are sitting at home being like, nah. I think that people are A, doing many important calculations in their head relative to things like childcare and how much am I paying for childcare and is it worth it for me to actually work, mm -hmm. right? This, uh, the, this, Great resignation has been very much a female phenomenon in that, like, working mothers are basically out. Uh, that has been an ongoing uh, cons consensus of economists studying these. Like, if your kid is, like, not able to get into full-time childcare or it's very expensive to do that, and by the way, the childcare keeps shutting down because some kid gets the sniffles and then they got to test everyone for COVID and then it turns into this whole thing, right. makes it very, very, very difficult to justify going back to work, which is leaving some gaps, right? So that's part one. Part two is that a lot of folks took early retirement prior to, or like at the beginning of this pandemic because they were shut out anyway. And, and if you lost your job at the beginning of the pandemic, didn't have a lot of benefits, you might have just been like, well, I guess I'm taking my retirement early. And so they started taking social security and so now they're done. So that's left um, a lot of workers who aren't uh, in the workforce anymore. So between those two sections of people, I think that there is just a lot. It's not that people aren't going back to work, like people don't want to work. Uh, but what it means is that those people who are still in the labor force, like uh, younger people, um, men on the whole, um, are, are able to be much more choosy and say, well, if like, when I go back to work, it's going to be for um, more money and more benefits and in a better working environment. And so the places that are offering that, I think, are still struggling to find great people, uh, but I, I think they're probably going to do better on the whole. Carolina Ocampo, the namesake and founder of Maria, Maria Bonita Modeling Agency. Good morning to you Good as morning. well, dear friend. Um, to the thing, to the question with whole sway, I think it's why people aren't going back to work. I think yeah. it's you know whole sway. Here's what I think too. I believe it's all that, but I, I really do believe that there is a there is a there is a twisted sister attitude amongst people now. We're not gonna take it. If I need a job. Especially if I was like, if I was like 20 some 18 right now. No. The idea of just doing your 25 years for your gold watch at the end, all that, it's not appealing anymore. People are thinking, you know what? Why not try it? Why not take the chance? Why not take the shot? Why not do what the hell I want? The word of the day is not want, but 
that's the mentality. I really believe people are like, nah, man, F that. Bump all that. Comment. Yeah. Yeah, word up. But nah, I want to try my Etsy shop. Yeah, that's another really valid point, which is that rates of entrepreneurship uh, during the lockdown skyrocketed because people were home and they're like, well, if I'm not working uh, and I can't go get a job outside of the house right now, maybe I start putting some energy into that plan, that business plan that's been sitting on the shelf right. for a while that I didn't have energy to put money or put time in it. So uh, that, which is not a bad thing. That, that just means that in theory, there's more jobs out there to be had. And that, it, so like, it's not, this is not a people don't want to work. This is for the first time in over a decade, we're being reminded of what it's like when there's a tight labor market uh, and employees actually have more power than employers for once because uh, when I went and got my first job back in the bottom of the recession in like 2009, 2010, uh, like I went groveling for like, oh my goodness, please give me this job and I'll take all, whatever pittance. I was still on like food stamps, right? Like I was right. working and like still eligible for food stamps because at that point it was, um, there was just like, uh, the employers could pay you nothing. I had literally been brought in after a spate of newsroom layoffs, and they're like, oh, we accidentally laid off too many people, but we'll bring in some recent college graduate and pay them, you know, in uh, literal peanuts and exposure. So, like, it, uh, this is not... Everyone's acting like this is really abnormal, and it is abnormal times, but it's also not unheard of. It's just a tight labor market, and we don't remember what that's like in so long. And as a worker in this market, I'm here for it. Bianca Camargo, good morning. Happy Friday to you. Mondo Mondo. Adeline, good morning to you as well. The time is now 8.15. Uh, so let me see here. What did Marissa say? Oh, I would also Wait point out. Wait a sec. Stop Island Social has a bunch of vegetarian food. Hmm. They have options, but like a pl and uh, especially with like the small plates and the like that like the appetizer thingies at the beginning, they've they've got plenty of options. I just haven't been there for the full sit down experience yet. I intend to go. I Marissa promise. would like to know where's the data on your theories. On my theories. Grace Cornell, what up? On on the theories on women in the workplace. Nancy Roman, what is you know what? Up? Hit the claps for Nancy Roman. Please. Valid, Marissa. I will post in the chat at the end of this. Because there's actually a lot of data that's out there on women leaving the workforce on account of childcare and also on uh, people taking early retirement. So valid, and I will back that up. Word up. Um, Mondo Mondo, good morning to you. We got something that we like to call breaking news. Can you get us ready for that, please? Veterans Food Pantry at the Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry today from 10 a.m. to noon. Sponsored by the Fox Valley Marine Detachment number 1233. Veterans and their families are encouraged and welcome to attend. Thank you very much for that information, Lisa. Good Marissa stuff. Was like... Oh, 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 she's calling you. Oh, out. that's actually, um, so, you know, that's actually um, kind of a. Old British Birmingham bomber factory, World War II era type of thing. You know, if you work 25 years, then you'd get your gold watch. Uh, also, Ozzy Osbourne mentioned that in an interview back in like 1980. That's where that came from. That's where I came up with that 
What would that have been? I mean, anecdote. And there is considerable evidence. That's that the word of the day. Anecdote. The word of the day is anecdote. Thank you very much. Yeah, there is considerable evidence that, uh, well, not evidence, but like patterns uh, and data showing that younger, the younger generations in the workforce are far more likely to switch jobs every few years um, attempt to climb the corporate ladder because uh, corporations don't work the way that they used to anymore where you stay in the same job and just through. And right. that's actually a really good thing for innovation, right? Because if you're staying, if you've got a whole company where everybody just started in that company like 20 years ago and they're like very slowly just kind of watching what other people have done and kind of a ladder that can cause companies to stagnate. Uh, when you've got people jumping from different places, they bring in ideas. They say, oh, what if we try it the way that I tried it at this other place, right? Um, it leads to, uh, it's definitely less stable for the workers, but tends to result in more gains because you get higher raises. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Go. So if you have not young millennials out there who are used to uh, like begging for, for scraps, if you are in any way unhappy with your job right now, I really recommend you just, just go look. Let's see what's out there or send me an email if you want to intern i got a job for you <laughs> all right check this out um so next is redistricting in district 204. Yep. Uh, let's talk about that next the time is 8 18 a.m so we've talked about redistricting in the indian prairie school district before um the uh district is starting to the the population has shifted such that there are a lot more kids in the north part of the district and a lot fewer kids than usual in the south part of the district these part, cookies though yeah yeah it, yeah no we've got we've got some snacks in there. uh so what that's resulted in is some and, and the reasons for that have a lot to do with parents trying to like more parents living in uh, smaller spaces than they used to a uh, generation ago. So what that has resulted in is um, uh, imbalances in the school district. And I don't want to get like super into like here are all the different options and things that they're looking at. The district had a series of uh, sort of workshops this week with parents to kind of open houses to kind of walk them through what some of the options are that they're looking at. And it's all very much in flux still. But I just thought that the one statistic that really stood out to me that the superintendent pointed out was that there are some schools in the district that are operating at 100% capacity, i.e. every single spot that they can fill has a kid in it. Um, some are operating at only 35% capacity, which means that the school's only, it's only a third filled. And when you're doing that, like you, those um, imbalances, they create uh, all, all kind of like, 100% is just going to keep going up until you've got overcrowding and then it looks like schools that we went to as kids where you've got uh, trailers out and back and that's where you have classroom, right? Nobody that for the kids so there's gonna have to be some adjustments uh for parents who aren't tuned into that if you're in the indian prairie school district i'm sure you're getting lots of information from the district about it uh but uh, it's just keep in mind the really big picture which is that a uh nobody wants their kids having to sit in one of the like in the really overcrowded schools where they especially now uh and have the kids like uh, have the schools having to improvise, but also can we take a moment? Just remember that like the whole system, whole like we're talking about 
inequalities within a school district, within a reasonably wealthy and, and well-regarded school district too. And we've got conflicts happening because there are a lot of parents that uh, are being particularly vocal if their kids initially would have gone to Neuqua Valley, which is in Naperville, a newer and very nice school. Uh, and instead, they would have to go to uh, Wabonzi Valley with some of the new, propose, new proposed borders. And so those are the parents that, uh, at least when it comes to high school parents, are being like the most vocal about this. And sure, there are some differences between the schools, but like when you take the big wide view, just remember that one school district next door, like they don't, you know, okay, Wabonzi Valley doesn't have as nice of a swimming pool as Neuqua Valley does, but next door East Aurora doesn't have a swimming pool at all. So like, it, I just, it's really frustrating whenever these redistricting campaigns come up for right. the parents because they do have to rearrange things, but also, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, Tracy Duran, good morning to you as well. Uh, Greg Ellsbury, good morning as well. All right, so there's a great article in the Naperville Sun. Um, this is a great article, but the Naperville Sun has been... Well, I'm not going to go there right oh, I mean, now. look, it's um, been going downhill under, ever since I stopped being a reporter there. Let's just... Um, <laughs> under the plan that we're talking about here, uh, two under... One of two under consideration, residents located north of 87th Street will see their children move from Welch Elementary School to Owen Middle School. Owen Elementary miles, School. There's uh, a typo in there. Um, a few miles northeast of the neighborhood. Uh, both of those are in, neighbor, uh, in Naperville. Excuse me. He described it, one resident described it as a logistical nightmare and one that would be difficult for her son because he'd have to go up speech therapy uh, and the therapist with whom he has worked. Now, this woman is not alone in her opposition to different parts of the concept plans under discussion. Dozens of parents and students from several District 204 communities attended a public forum Monday at Wabonzi, one of three held to gather input on what residents want in the remap. A second forum then was held on Tuesday at Nequa, and the third will be, uh, excuse me, the third was Wednesday at Matia High School. Um, so, concept one, Concept one would close Clow. Fun fact, I was like a I was like a summer camp instructor there way <laughs> back in the day. That was cool. Never, I'll shout out to that lady for hiring me. That was great. Concept one would close Clow and Graham Elementary Schools on the district south side, move Welch Elementary School children living north of 87th Street to Owen Elementary School. Use Route 59 and south of 95th Street as a dividing line between Nequa and Wabonzi. And use 75th Street as a similar break between Wabonzi and Matea High Schools. Concept three calls for all elementary schools to remain open and to have, quote, innovation space <laughs> added to existing schools. Owen and Steck Elementary School students would feed into multiple middle and high schools and Scullin and Still Middle Schools would feed into Niqua and Wabonzi Valley High Schools. And according to Superintendent Adrian Talley, Quote, these concepts are not etched in marble. As I've said before, they're barely etched in jello. We continue to make changes them. Awesome. Shout out to all of our listeners in Naperville. Y'all got problems, but you know what? 
Memoir War is here for you. Oh, I don't hate on the poor neighbor, though, folks. Um, now, innovation spaces they proposed. Want to, they want to be cool like us. Right. They think we're edgy. Um, innovation spaces <laughs> proposed under one concept could be anything from science, technology, engineering, and math labs to PTA offices. Some students may be allowed to stay in the current schools if boundary lines have the area shifting to another school, but it would be contingent on the board adopting grandfather clauses that would apply only to them. Yes. Monica, can you DJ that one more time? I need, these people need to listen. Listen very carefully. Some students may be allowed to stay in their current schools if boundary lines have the area shifting to another school, but it would be contingent on the board adopting grandfather clauses that would apply only to them. So basically, if you complain enough to your principal slash superintendent, they might let you keep sending your kid to one school. Now, in some cases, that does really make sense when you're talking like sibling pairs, right? You've got the like the older kid uh, has gone to that school, is still going to that school, but then you have to move the younger kid or whatever, and it gets complicated. But like, um, uh, yeah, uh, the the innovation centers is an interesting concept uh, because you would think that that would be the sort of thing that like the strategy, the education uh, strategy, and like the the um, would drive the creation of those rather than the um, the capacity issues. So that's yeah. That sounds like them the try. Like, it sounds like the district honestly trying really hard to make as many people happy as they can. Right. We'll see how that all shakes out. All right, the time is 8.26 a.m. Dan Barrero, good morning. Look at all you great people. Greg Ellsbury, good morning. Hope the family is well. I like to see that. I love to hear that. Okay, um, I got a quick piece of news for you guys, uh, and I'm going to read to you right here, tell you about what we've got going on. Uh, November 15th through the 20th, our location here, uh, Good Morning Aurora, 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea, will be one of three drop-off Oh, thank you. That's going to be breaking news, Norma. We'll be one of three drop-off locations. Uh, the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez will also be a second. And our Friends of the Alive Teen Center, 78 South of South Street, will be the third. November 15th through the 20th, you can drop off items such as hats, coats, mittens, gloves, anything to keep uh, those less fortunate warm as we get into colder months. Uh, so once again, November 15th through the 20th, our location here from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. All right. The time is Look now. Look at the hearts. Look at the hearts flowing. 827 a.m. Word up. Yeah. Word We love up. you too, guys. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so for those of you who are parents and experiencing redistricting and the woes associated in the Naperville area, please do like Tupac said and keep your head up. All right. Uh, now, there's news on people working in jails and registering to vote. Oh, yeah. This is like my happy democracy is not broken story in action uh, for the week, which is the um, the Southtown reported, uh, the Southtown being the uh, primary paper out in Joliet, uh, reported on um, a group of woman, women who have uh, been establishing polling places and re or working to get polling places established and to uh, register uh, people who are incarcerated to be able to vote. So right. in Illinois, uh, you are allowed to vote so long as you are not currently in jail after a conviction. So in a lot of states, 
um, your uh, people who are convicted felons, like after they're convicted, can never ever vote again. Hmm. That is not the case in Illinois. Once you've done your time, you are considered a full member of society again, and your voting rights are restored. Um, but there's also this group of folks who, like, if you're in jail awaiting trial um, for whatever reason, uh, you but have not yet been convicted, you are also still eligible to vote. So uh, what they've done is a new law past couple of years um, allows jails to county jails to uh, have polling places in them. And so they're going and registering people to vote. And I just love that. That was just my thing. Right. Because, first of all, just because you've been just because you're in jail doesn't mean you've actually done it. Right. If you're awaiting your trial. So you are uh, right. Like you've been if you're awaiting trial. So if you're in jail, like you've been arrested, but they haven't convicted you yet, that means that there's a possibility that you are innocent, right? Um, and in America, we assume innocence until proven guilty. So this is, this is the folks that are proven guilty, uh, or before proven guilty, right? Um, but even uh, just prior to that, right? Like if you, so long as you are not doing time for a thing, you're not currently doing the time for something for which you have been convicted, you can now vote. Right. Which I think is great. If you're in jail, you're either going to go home or go to the joint. So basically, if you're in the joint, that doesn't apply to you. If you are in jail, it doesn't apply. If you're apply. in jail, right. right. If you're in county jail and you have not been convicted yet. So, yep. so I think that's great. Uh, prior, prior to that, there was, um, you could technically mail in a ballot, but uh, it was, you know, it's kind of a different experience mailing something in and you have to, like, get your mail-in ballot sent to the jail and all of this stuff. It's quite uh, a cumbersome process. So uh, actually being able to go and just like turn the little dial on the voting machine in the in the jail, I think is great. Um, it's 8.30 a.m. The time is now 8.30 and it is Friday. Uh, Monica, if you would be so kind, could you please take us to a commercial and let us know what's happening in our great city on a local level? Grace Cornell, what up? I said hi, right? <laughs> to Grace Cornell. All right, good morning and happy Friday. Here are local headlines. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. I'll be sharing that link with you all in our chats. Saturday the 20th, there will be a Know Your Rights Forum from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Sacred Heart Church, located at 755 Fulton Street. Representatives from Family Focus, the LCLAA and World Relief will be there to answer questions regarding immigration. Hosted by State Representative Barbara Hernandez, Alderwoman Juani Garza, and our friends Ana and Casildo Cuevas. Registration is required for this helpful event. You can call 630-256-3020 to do so. The first annual Tomahawk Turkey Trot is happening Saturday the 20th from 9 a.m. to noon. Brought to us by our friends of the Aurora East Educational Foundation, an A-plus foundation. Join the running community of the Aurora area on a flat and fast course along the Fox River. All proceeds benefit the Aurora East Educa Educational Foundation and A-plus foundation. For West Aurora schools and their support of students on both the east and west sides of Aurora. This debut event is sure to be an exciting one. Finishing with the final straight straight away across the brand new pedestrian bridge in downtown Aurora. 
The run or walk begins at 9 a.m. with an award ceremony taking place at 11 a.m. at Two Brothers Roundhouse. To register, I'll be sharing that link on our chats. To sign up for that one. Not gonna lie, I'm not gonna come anywhere near to placing for anything. <laughs> but I think that like that's a good one. I've got some friends who are working on that. Uh, yeah, sign up. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to the A um, E E F and the Aurora. Excuse me, the, the A Plus Foundation. West Aurora A Plus Foundation. Yes. Yeah. The, so. Good stuff and good yep. people. Bill, what's up? Yep. Okay. Um, so now we've got art and market. Oh yeah, so tacking on to, to just some news and events happening around town, uh, beginning Saturday, this Saturday, uh, at Society 57, uh, from nine to noon, uh, they're doing the art and market, which is sort of like bringing the farmer's market, the, uh, indoors for the cold, awful winter months. Um, obviously with less of the, um, produce, uh, and more of a, an emphasis on, uh, baked goods and and cheese and meats and all of all of the, like all of the very wintry like all the things that we eat in winter in the Midwest plus uh, actual uh, like handmade items chocolates candles there's an amazing flower uh, vendor there um, so if you're looking special stop on by um, and. Uh, Aurora downtown is also still selling mugs for Coco Crawl, which is first Fridays of um, first Friday in December. So uh, you know you get like a mug and then you get the cocoa. So so just stop by the Art and Market this Saturday, nine to noon, Society Fifty Seven. Buy some stuff. Uh, it's just a great great opportunity to out out. All right, the market yeah. will feature chocolate candles, flowers, cookies, jewelry, baked goods, body oils. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> at the market will include the uh, Biscochos, Tin Shed Farm, Ursula Naturals, What Up, Crystal Ship Jewelry, Lang's Cookies, uh, Need Jardin, Good Morning to You, and several local artisans. Local portrait artist Cherry Tremaine will be available for portraits as well, uh, Coco Crawl, Cheryl Brownell is here. Good morning to you, Cheryl Brownell. Got to meet Cheryl Brownell in person. And Otisis Mimosas. What up, Cheryl? You're a real nice lady. Um, but we knew that already in the chat on the show. Okay. Also, I want to read what I just saw caught my eye. Yes, that's right. Dora Sanchez Soto. Good morning to you too as well. Dora Sanchez Soto is the owner hey, of uh, McCarty Mills. Yep. Um, great family-owned yeah, business is. here in Aurora. Yeah, it is. Shouts out to you. We <laughs> really appreciate all that you do for the city and the community as well. And my liver. All right. Um, so the time is now 8.45. McCarty Mills is making champorado for the Coco Crawl. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so... Yeah, here's how the Coco Crawl thing works. Like, you stop by any of the participating businesses, the cafes, like, around town. You buy this cool mug. You get to go around to all the different uh, spots, and then they give you cocoa of various, various varieties. Uh, it, is, it is delightful. Go do it. Um, there is cocoa. Um, that's, all, that's all you need to know. And the mug is really nice. It's a really nice mug. So, and right. it changes every year. So. Um, so, Dan says something interesting. Yes, it takes a job to get a job. So even if a job is temporary, you are still gaining experience. Your reasons for leaving a previous job are looked at by prospective employers. That is well said, sir, because especially for people with gaps in their employment, as a person who's hired a lot of people, 
Like, if you were at ComEd for four months and you got eight months of inactivity, and now here you are trying to get a job. Obviously, what I want to know is <laughs> why are you doing for eight months? So that is true. So with the kind of motivational sucre that we put on the conversation about wanting to do your thing as opposed to being whittled into uh, corporate life or what have you, yes, professionalism and being relevant in the workplace is still key. That is right. I also really highly recommend uh, if you've got those big gaps to look at what what were you actually doing during that time. Volunteer at all? Were you doing side hustles sort of thing? It's all about marketing yourself, right? So right. you've got a good explanation. That's fine. Right. All right. Um, so moving right along. Now there's infrastructure news you could tell us about, right? Oh, man. So, yeah, let's talk all about infrastructure and public works departments and everything that's happening uh, right now with streets and your railways and your salt on the streets and things. So the infrastructure bill, <laughs> give me a look. <laughs> no, I, I just uh, I saw a really cool text right now come through. All right, okay. Actually, you know what? Go Monica, for it. We got, we got more we got breaking break? news. Now. All right, let's do that. Our dear friend of the show, Norma Peterson, an executive director of Document the Abuse. Uh, the Dateline episode, which she was in, is going to air November 19th. Um, we will put that info, you know, so at the end of the show, Norma, I will make a separate post for that for you. Um, if you can send me the link right now or any kind of graphic or social media that is available, you can send that to me. I'll make sure that I give that to Monica. We'll plug it in. Uh, but I can make a post for that after the show separately. Definitely. The time is 8.38 a.m. Okay. Okay. All right. Infrastructure. Yep. Here's how we're going to take the really big, like, national debate uh, over the big, giant infrastructure bill and talk about it um, and, and how it affects literally your backyard, potentially, right? So yes, get it, get it, giddy up, guys. So um, this big infrastructure bill passed, right? Uh, President Biden is expected to sign it with like a big ceremony um, at some point, probably. Um, and uh, it allocates uh, billions of dollars. They were going for two and a half trillion or something like that, basically. Uh, it's not going to be that much, but still billions and billions of dollars. Um, some of the biggest money in, in decades um, towards infrastructure. So uh, what that means is um, roads and railways and that sort of thing, but also broadband access, also taking steps towards the green economy. One big piece of it is going to be creating a network of electric charging stations throughout mm -hmm. the country so you can plug in your car, so you need an electric car and you don't have to worry about like, uh, how am I gonna fill this thing? Um, so lots of, lots of like really good important stuff here. Uh, when you do infrastructure spending, you tend to, at least during the time in which uh, the construction is going on, you create those those construction jobs, which is great for the economy, uh, or has the potential to be great for the economy. Right. So um, now what's happening is now they've passed this thing, uh, the feds have sent on to all of the different states, counties, and cities um, sort of a summary. So I've got this 129-page summary sitting on my desk of all the things that they're willing to pay for 
um, out of this bill. And cities and counties and states are going and weeding through it and saying like, okay, what projects do we have that are on uh, the docket, like things that we know that we've been needing to do for a really long time. Um, we want a train station here. We got to clean up this uh, toxic brownfield over here, like that kind of thing. And they're all going to start uh, putting in their pitches of like, please fund all of these things, communities, and we'll all kind of do battle, right? Um, one thing in the national discussion is sort of an aside that I want to point out is um, locally, all of our representatives voted for this thing, so which is great uh, because it means when we do ribbon cuttings and things like that, or we start breaking ground on the new bridge, and they come to take credit, they actually deserve the credit because they actually voted for this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, point south of here, if any one of those guys shows up and wants to take credit for digging like for at the groundbreaking for a new bridge, none of the representatives in Southern Illinois <laughs> voted for this thing, so. No, like, forget it. You don't You don't get credit, guys. You don't get credit for building the bridge that you voted against funding. So just right. putting that out there. Um, Michelle Gums, good morning. And uh, I would also, as an aside for those who are continuing to watch the Adam <clears throat> Kinsinger uh, drama unfold as he loses his district here and eyes a bigger... Um, bigger spot uh, either in the state or fed either a state office or a federal sort of executive role uh, he voted in favor of it uh, of the infrastructure bill too so despite being a Republican um, it was very much a party line split for the most part so anyway now that the money's uh, cities are, are kind of doling it out the way that I, uh, one of the things that I kind of want to connect it to is um, we have this ongoing uh, debate happening in town over on the far east side of town where the city wants to put in the new public works facility, right? Um, and the neighbors are really upset about this new public works facility coming in because it's right next to their place. They're currently looking out into a field. They really like the field. And uh, there is fear in the adjacent neighborhoods, legacy fields and um, reflections. Uh, neighborhoods about whether or not this having a public works facility is going to disrupt their lives and be a toxic mess and all of these things. So mm. yeah, a couple of things I just want to point out. First of all, if you see the renderings of the new public works facility, like, okay, the public works facility currently in downtown Aurora looks jankety and terrifying and no i wouldn't want that next to my house either i mean it is kind of currently right by my house uh, it's it could it needs it need it's sad it's like it's like corrugated metal held together by like hopes and dreams so um the new public works facility is not gonna look like that it's going to look like this very nice thing like we have out like they have out in Naperville. Like if you go to the public works facility on Fort Hill Drive in Naperville, which is also, by the way, where you are allowed to drop off your household hazardous waste if you live in Aurora uh, or anywhere in the state. It's a very nice facility. Uh, it doesn't look like it's collapsing in at all. I, I actually think like it's no, it's not your big pretty field, but I think it's not the worst use of that space out there. So, um, but some of the... Uh, residents, one of the complaints that has been coming out of it, out of, out of this proposed public works facility, has been things like 24-7 noise, because there'd be salt trucks, and like, is there going to be, and, and the lighting, and is there going to be, um, like, pollution coming from these leaky underground storage tanks, or from, or from underground storage tanks for, for gas, right? Because part these people of- people care about pollution? Darn them. 
Ah, right. So the thing is, I care about pollution too. Um, and I think, uh, I, so what I wanted to do was spend some time looking into uh, the, what might be the most legitimate concern here, which is um, basically it's putting in a gas station, right? So public works facilities are usually where you go and fill up all of the city vehicles and stuff like that um, because they buy the gas at wholesale. So uh, here, here's, here's the thing, though. Um, it's going to be a brand new facility. Any storage tanks that go in will be brand new, uh, which is better than where, you know, the storage tanks that are probably on the existing properties right, uh, right now down by down by the river, right, is where the um, the existing public works facility with um, the gas fill up spot is currently. So that thing's been there since the 70s. I'm much more concerned about that tank than a brand new tank with new technology going in this. Uh, or adjacent to this neighborhood. Um, the, but there is legitimate concerns if um, for any time you put in a storage tank is eventually you have to, uh, they, they need maintenance or they need to be replaced because uh, an underground storage tank for a gas station or something similar, uh, a pin-sized hole in one of those tanks can leak like 400 gallons of gas into the ground in a year, like which is kind of a lot, right? And you're talking about things that could ha uh, have benzene and tulene and all of these like cancer-causing agents in them. So like, it, it makes sense to be concerned about that, but when you're talking the neighbors uh, in these um, subdivisions next door to this property have been, one, that's one of their complaints is, what about these underground storage tanks? To which I say, actually, you're, you're safe over there because your water, if you're in one of those neighborhoods, doesn't come from uh, your, a well or anything that would be right next door to one of these tanks. Your water comes from the city's water, which comes from the Fox River and a deep underground aquifers, like really deep underground aquifers. It all gets purified at the central facility before it ever makes it to your house. The people I would be concerned about uh, would be the folks who have well water in the unincorporated areas right next door. That's actually kind of a valid argument, except again, brand new tanks, probably not gonna have any leaks for many years. Now, conversely, I would be also much more worried about the underground storage tanks that are right next to the Fox River over there in the old current public works facility because that water actually is going directly into the water supply, right? Like, so, updating new infrastructure and putting it in a place that is right next, not right next door to your river is actually safer for everybody. So that's part one. Here's how it relates to the big infrastructure bill. Like the big, thank you. Thank you for that scratch. So here's how all of that relates to the big infrastructure bill, which is that remediation of uh, brownfields uh, and uh, environmental hazards is a part of um, the new infrastructure bill. So what would be much nicer to see, I think for everybody, would be um, moving the public works facility as proposed out to this new space where you have all new technology and the new tanks and all of that stuff, much safer uh, than having this really old facility that's kind of dilapidated downtown and right next to a river where our water supply is. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, maybe even looking at upgrading fleets of uh, vehicles so that we have, since we'll have more electric charging stations and cities are, will have access to dollars 
to upgrade infrastructure, to use more electric vehicles, maybe we just do that. Maybe we put like try to get more money for upgrading into electric vehicles so we we're less reliant on underground storage tanks for gas. I'm just putting that out there. So there's actually even work happening and it's still in the research and development phase, but really big trucks uh, making those electric. Like think of your, um, so right now major trucks, uh, like what you would use for spreading salt and things like that, that's all in, um, the, that's, those are all diesel trucks, right? When they come down your street and spread the salt and plow and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, but there are companies that are working on making bigger, the research and development for making these bigger, um, vehicles like uh like big rig trucks electric it's still a ways it's still quite a ways off because getting that much power and you'd have to have the grid that which we're getting from the infrastructure bill to make this happen uh but the whole point of it is if we're thinking on a global scale or at least a national scale in terms of investing in our infrastructure and locally, we're thinking about what's actually better for the entire community, then don't be afraid of a new a new facility. Yeah, it's in your backyard, but yes, it's going to be a much nicer thing than what's currently there uh, and what is probably much more damaging for our community as a whole, keeping this old, sad thing. Uh, I would, and one of the things that we have not seen in this discussion is what's going to, I would like to see what's going to happen with the old facility. Cleaning that thing up, is that staying around? Are we repurposing it? What are we using it for? Are we going to shut it all down, clean it up, and redevelop it? Develop it? That's what I'd really love to see in this discussion. The time is now 8.50 a.m. And I, I ran out. Sometimes I talk so much that I almost can't breathe by the end of it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I have a couple of pieces of good local news for you guys here. Let's do that. Um, Let's do that because I'm done. I'm going to drink and breathe. So um, we have Santa coming to town uh, on a, a few occasions here. Uh, here's something nice and something good for the family. Santa at the Hall. Uh, that'll be at the GAR Hall. That'll be Saturday, November 20th from 1 to 3 p.m. Santa will be at the GAR Grant Army of the Republic Memorial Hall. Shouts out to our dear friend Eric Rye, the curator of the hall. Good news, brother. All right. Also, Santa will be at the gazebo in uh, Millennium Plaza. That's the gazebo that's right there in between On the barbershop yeah. and uh, Altiro's. That'll that's be right. Saturdays, December 4th, 11th, and 18th as well. And, I'm thinking um, about a little space heater. I think that'll be, right. I think that'll <laughs> be a lot of fun. Um, so pretty good stuff. Uh, love to see Santa. All right. How do I know? Also, right. How do I know? Because <laughs> the news was delivered to us. Okay, now here's something else, you guys, and this is uh, going to be something very positive here in the city. All right, uh, with more than one million lights, the holiday display outside Fox Valley Mall seeks to create an immersive experience. Fox Valley Mall General Manager Scott Sampson joked that he hopes the new display will light up the mall's east side parking lot so much uh, that it, oh, hopefully it will not prove a distraction for pilots flying to O'Hare Airport. Quote, I hope they don't mistake our parking lot for a landing field. When they throw the oversized light switch on this setup, there's going to be well over a million lights. How about that? Along with the host of Aurora Dignitaries on Monday, uh, they offered a ribbon cutting and media preview of Let It Shine, a drive-through holiday-themed lights display that follows up the dino safari that appeared in the same space 
during the summer. A total of over 1 million lights, all synchronized to music, will greet visitors when the display opens to the public on, um, well, today. Uh, the display, which will be open daily today. from 4.30 to 11.30 p.m., will run through January 9th. Yep, 12. Oh, man. Um, all right, now. Talk about some holiday creep here, right? <laughs> already. It is already too early for holiday lights. Um, so, according to Aurora Chief Communication and Equity Officer Clayton Muhammad, he said the attraction is significant for the city on a number of levels. Quote, we're coming at this from a couple of different angles, including the overall holiday concept. We're the city of lights. Let me, uh, interesting. Another typo. Uh, okay. We're the city of lights, so we love light shows and that holiday spirit. We've had a long-standing light show from all over, and now you see the expansion. It's a large city. 46 square miles and provides families an opportunity to have different experiences, end quote. They also add that the Dino Safari display during the summer drew people from miles away to come to Aurora, adding that the Dinosaur Show and now the Holiday Light Shows will add, quote, to the reimagining Fox Valley Mall. So, I love that. So let's talk about some subtext there, which is uh, families can have lots of different experiences, including the other light show that will also be going on that's been going on for 21 years, mm -hmm. which is the uh, Aurora, the Rotary Club uh, that has their light show happening uh, at um, Phillips Park, as they always do, and that is a big fundraiser. Um, the uh, it, So that's happening again. They've got a new helicopter lights display. That starts... Uh, if you, surely, if you're an Aurora resident, I think at some point you've been through this, right? But it's the one that sneaks through Phillips Park. And then at the end, there's like very cold volunteers, including myself at least one year, uh, shaking the cans and collecting donations. Uh, and all of the money there gets split up between a number of different organizations in town. Um, and that one begins... Uh, the day after Thanksgiving. So the members of the Rotary Club spend all the week of Thanksgiving all suckering their friends into setting up the displays um, and uh, freezing their butts off usually to do it. So um, that'll be five to nine uh, beginning the day after Thanksgiving and running through December 20. Awesome. So you'll have that to go to. Uh, of course, there's also Leonard's Avenue. If you've never been to Leonard's Avenue, that's also a great place to go. It's uh, a very, uh, it, it's a retro holiday experience that is like an Aurora tradition that just uh, won't die. And I'm glad. Um, it's, uh, they set up, and this is totally run by, all of the neighbors who live on Leonard's Avenue and they store all of their displays in their garages all year. Like when you buy a house in the neighborhood, they make you sign this like paper that's like you promise to store this stuff in your garage and pull it out and set it up each year. They're um, uh, these like retro displays from the 50s and 60s that have like peanuts characters and also the whole story, the Christmas story on like um, lit up Bible passage board things through the neighborhood. So there's many, many, many places you'll be able to drive through and experience all kinds of weird Christmas stuff this year. Cindy Morales. Yay! Good morning to you as well. As promised, I'd like to drop off a few coats at, at your location. Are you at the studio? Yes, we We sure are. are. You can definitely drop those coats off. Um, I will be here today until about noon-ish, um, but I will be close 
as a Rotarian, I got a few offices around here, so I will be within reach of you. Uh, but yeah, I will be here, my dear sister. All right, very good stuff. Um, okay, so the time is now 8.56. We had a couple of more pieces of news in the local tip. Can you give those, take us to a commercial and give those to the people too? Uh, poor All right, a free caregiver seminar will take place on November 30th from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Enjoy motivational speaker and renowned author Loretta Vini and a conversation called Moving Caregivers from I Give Up to I Got This. The seminar, sponsored by Age Guide Alzheimer's Association and AARP, will present tools that every caregiver needs to thrive with confidence. The link to register, I'll be sharing that on our chat. Get ready for the Citizenship Exam Preparation Group hosted by the Aurora Pu Public Library. This will be a four-session series where students will practice and prepare for the citizenship test and interview. Registration is required and there is limited availability for this event. The first session, which um, started earlier this week, was Wednesday, November 10th, um, and then Thursday, November 11th. The third session will be Wednesday, November 17th, and followed by Thursday, November 18th. Each se session will be from 3.30 to 5.30 p.m. in room 126 at the Centauri Library. For more information, call 630-264-4117. November 12th, from 4 to 6 p.m., Bardwell Residence, located at 63 South Broadway, will be featuring cocktails and conversation. Um, come see what Bardwell is all about. To RSVP, you can call 630-892-5790. The Kane County and DuPage County Sheriff's Offices are hosting a job readiness and hiring event Thursday, November 18th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. This will take place at 205 North Lake Street, Suite 103 in Aurora. Those who participate can receive help in many areas such as resume writing and interviewing and be introduced to the job and community resources. And the registration link will be posted on our chats. That's what it was. That's right. The Kane County Sheriff's Office and DuPage County Sheriff's. Uh, I saw Sheriff Hain the day of the chili cook-off. It was good to see. I met his wife. Good to see the family and all that good stuff. Shouts out. All right. The time is 8.59 a.m. So, um, the next Noticias y Mimosas will be uh, Sunday, December, I think, 6th. Let me look on my Google. Yay! Yes, the 5th, Sunday, December 5th. And our guest for the next Victoria, oh, the... It's a day today. Our guest for the next Noticias in Mimosas the author, Victoria Hyla Maldonado. Yay! She is a friend of ours on the show. We even had her kids on the show. Uh, so that'd be great, very good. Taking place at Tavern on Broadway, 24 North Broadway, the intersection of Broadway and New York Street. Okay, last but not least, the address, Cindy, is 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea. Um, last but not least, let's say happy birthday and a thank you a gentleman who's been a big help to me for Good Morning Aurora. His name is Larry Eichelberger. Uh, thank you very much. Larry Eichelberger is a Vietnam-era veteran of the Air Force. And um, Larry Eichelberger was 
he was the first person working with in a working relationship to give a brother and help a brother with FaceTime. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with that term, that means bringing your places, you know, showing your stuff. Um, I will, I may have to make like a separate podcast to talk about like stories, stories, but basically he took me on what was for him just a day to do things. That day to do things with him turned into an experience that I will never, ever forget. Happy birthday to Larry Eichelberg. Okay. Happy birthday, Larry. All right. So the time is now 9.01 a.m. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed this show today. Uh, we've got a lot more to show you guys. Next year is going to be an amazing year. We're already planning for it right now. How do I know? Um, right. Because <laughs> we're doing it. That's why. Uh, that's how we know. So stay tuned because we've got a lot more positive things to show you guys. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, it's very it's fun the, there. The and you button guys, down here. Yep. And you guys will start seeing uh, <laughs> where you can check out all the interviews that we have done. And in January, we're going to flip the script on you uh, once again. Volunteer in your community locally. The Neighbor Project is always looking for volunteers. You can call 630-906-9400 uh, to volunteer and get involved. Other than that, we hope that you guys have a positive, uplifting, and a beautiful and safe weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I mean, I just want you to. Uh, my mom. Be my happy. mom is commenting on the show. So. Nice. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Shout to out all to the mom. moms out there. Shout out to the moms. All the moms out there in the world. We love it. <laughs> Without you, there would be no us. Um, all right. That's it for today. You guys stay safe. Take care of yourself. Other. Adios, Aurora. <laughs>